0: All right. Well, welcome to a very special episode of. Needless to say, I am Dave. I'm joined by Brad and Craig, and we are here to talk about the new album from Cycle. Not so much because they're our friends, but because Kara told us we had to. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> love you, Kara. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know no, what? We,
1: it's funny. We we make jokes about that, but she is a demanding little bitch. <laughs> she really is.
0: And that's Brad, by the way, in case you're not clearing our voices yet.
1: Yep, uh, so, I think
0: know, I wh- think you're the you're the bee's knees, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> My wife told me to say that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, because those two hit it off. So now I have to be very careful. See that? There you go. Yeah.
1: So I mean, this has been a long time coming. This episode, we've been pushing this album pretty much since they announced uh, the single release date, which we got to do. We had a 15 minute exclusivity window. Yep. And we thank them for that because we put yeah. it on the internet. People had to listen to our intro and two minutes of weekend review before they got to the song, <laughs> and then and then they just put it on the radio where everybody could just hear the fucking thing. But hey, we still got it, and that's, that's right. what matters.
0: Yep, that's it, it, right. But, yeah. it was the a thought one, that counted. Yeah.
1: But ever since we've known these guys, really, they've been talking about wait till you hear the songs are writing for the full length. And you know what, yep. folks? By the time this hits the air, you'll be just days away from actually being able to go buy this thing yourself. And yes, buy it, buy it, buy this album. All right. Yeah. And tonight we're going to tell you why. So Craig, what are you, what's going on with you? Not much. I mean, I, I listened to it.
3: I've listened to it several times already. You know, it's actually just kind of playing in my car right now yep. <laughs> like just on you know what i mean i get in it's on and just been listening to it oh
0: well you need something to distract you from the filth that's going on <laughs> in your car and this makes perfect
2: sense
3: yeah we can get into that a little later yeah. my yeah, buddy that'll be brad late. that'll, that'll be on friday yeah <laughs> that's right but um no so i've just been kind of just playing it on you know on on loop it's just and and not
1: not mad about it Um, that's a ringing endorsement they're gonna put that right on the top of their (laughs) right on the top of it not mad about it not mad about it at all no i mean i'm enjoying
0: larry david is like that's a good description yeah i thought pretty okay was good
3: (laughs) 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 no it's just uh i I like it like it like i said i've put it on to listen to it so we could do this episode and talk about it, and I haven't taken it out is what I'm getting at. Right. It's
1: funny that you mentioned you know. that. You said you put it on and you let it play. How many albums can you say that about today? Now that we're in a streaming society and it's so easy to skip from band to band, yes. song to song, make a, a playlist, how many albums that are released in the traditional sense are you literally hitting play and letting it go front to back? I dare to say not many these days, but one thing they've created here is an album with no filler, no wasted time, no wasted effort, just yeah. eight fucking killer songs and a, a, a grand sweeping statement to the world that, you know, rock and roll is still here and they're still writing albums worth listening to. That, yeah. That now, was,
0: before, wait, 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 before we get too deep, let's, let's tell everybody like we're talking, the name of the album is called Kill the Machine. By the band Cycle, right? We, we mentioned yep. Cycle. Before we get too far into it, it's called Kill the Machine. It's an eight-track album. Um, and if you like this, the guys have told us they're already working on the follow-up to it, which is going to have more music on it. So I, before we get too deep, I just wanted to put that out there, that it's it's Cycle, Kill the Machine. And I'm, I'm with both you guys. It's not an album where you like, all right, let me skip ahead to song three. Let me skip the next two and get to this one. It is, you play it, you play it start to finish. You don't have to hit pause. Now, like I've hit pause on the tool album six times since August and I haven't gotten through it yet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even even the pause has to be longer. Yeah, That's right. yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. No, but I think Brad, you made a really good point. Like they didn't these guys didn't write two or three songs that they were like totally into and then filled the gaps with just other music they they basically approach this from what i can hear what i can tell as we want to put eight songs together that any one of them could be put out on the radio or internet and stand by itself
1: and what's amazing is that they they led uh, the opening single for this album released about a month and a half ago two months ago was kill the machine the title track and we played it and we loved it it's an ass kicker it's kind of a throwback and we'll get into the details of that in a few minutes but then they went to Changing Tide, which I never thought would have been their second single after hearing the rest of the album. Yeah. It's a great song. But what I'm trying to say is they could have theoretically done any three songs so far and had them be the singles. And so right. what you know it, it must be nice to kind of have a cornucopia of options. And you know th- th- this is to many people out there, this is going to be their first introduction this cycle. yep, but th- it's a really hell of a way to get into the band. So, uh, yeah, I'd say, you know what, guys, why don't we just do it track by track and talk about our thoughts about each song and uh, hopefully maybe get a few shots in at Kaz and his beautiful hair. (laughs) We want to make it that easy? Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that when Dave said it was an eight track. Um, <laughs> Kaz got all excited <laughs> He's like, you finally bring back The player he got You know The 8-track well, player he well, got from when he was a kid
0: That's right, the other guys in the band just gave up They're like, we can do more than eight." He's like, no, you can't fit that many yeah. That's it <laughs> He hasn't quite caught up yet
1: Kaz's first record came off the back of a cereal box And you needed to put pennies on it To keep it connected to the record player <laughs> it, it
3: looked like a It looked like a paper towel tube <laughs> this is like
2: dried awesome. play doh. Yeah, little bumps on it. Yeah. Oh
0: my God.
1: God, we love these guys. I don't yeah. think they like us anymore. But God, we love these guys. <laughs> it's
0: too late. We've already got the album. We yeah, already yeah. got it. Yeah,
1: that was, that was the plan. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, what uh, do you no, say, guys? So you want you down with this plan? Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, why not? why don't we, we can I think why don't we, we can play a little bit from each song and then we'll we'll give our, our thoughts about it. Yeah, them. I'll just
3: give a little sample of each song because we can't play it, we're gonna keep it hidden.
0: Tease it Tease as it, it were.
3: Yes, exactly.
1: We're nice. not in other words, we're not giving you a free album, fuckers. Go out and buy exactly. the fucking thing.
3: That's right. Yes. And and
0: by the way, every twenty seconds one of us is gonna burp or fart anyway and ruin it, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's usually during the solo. That's right. (laughs) That's right. We all squeal in our own ways.
0: So the band is Cycle, with a P. It's silent. Um, Consists of four members. Uh, Singer and guitarist, Seth Saloy. Drummer, Jay Spine. You've got uh, Mike Kaz playing bass. And rounding things out is Joe Nicolazzo on guitar. Brad, why don't you bring us into the first track off of Kill the Machine?
1: All right, I think we can all agree that an opening track, especially on an album as important as this one is to Cycle, is it's important. It, it's beyond important, and that's why I was surprised that they went with arguably the oldest song on the collection because it's a song we heard from them three years ago, but they never actually recorded. And uh, the intro track is arguably my favorite track on the album, and that is "King Without a Throne." Yeah, and I le- because if I was going to have Somebody come up to me and say, hey, you keep talking about cycle. What do they sound like? This would be my two-floor elevator speech into the world of cycle. This is what All I right. would play for people if they wanted to kind of encapsulate everything that I like about them. Uh, it's got a, a deep, dark, heavy guitar, but seth's vocals really soar on this one and it's just a, a tremendous introduction to the band yeah. and the chorus will, it'll be stuck in your head for days which i think is all you can ask for from a rock band right uh and so uh, you know rather than me just blow so much sunshine let's play a little clip from king without a throne and then we'll talk about it when we get back Yeah. The way that bridge comes right into the chorus, it's propulsive. And that's something I've always liked, whether it's death metal or or even pop music. As long as it builds to something, that's what I live for in all all the music I like. It's energetic, it's heavy, and I've been babbling so much. What do you guys think of this song? Hold on, I'm looking up. up
0: propulsive. I was going to say there's a build up and a payoff. Craig Craig is so accustomed to hearing that word without the pre, he's not sure what to do with
1: it. If you were more propulsive, your marriage would be so much happier. <laughs>
0: The only thing propulsive about Craig is that thing coming out of his neck. But that's well, not the point. <laughs> we're
3: reviewing an album,
0: what? Here. <laughs> All right, We're reviewing an album. You're just being disgusting by existing. But yeah. let's, let's get into the music. So, you know, I, I, like, I like the fact that they started the album with this song. And here's why. You get every instrument highlighted early on in this song you get the drums and the bass bringing you in. Yeah. And then you get the guitar riff and you get Seth vocal. Sokol- Seth's vocals. So then you you get a, a quick taste of everybody right off the bat. Yeah. And then yeah, it it's like a
1: sampler the... plate. It it's is, a, it's right an introduction of, but it
0: makes sense.
3: Yeah. It's an introduction right? to the band. <laughs> you
0: know? Right? And it which and, and it makes sense. To, I thought it was smart to start with the bass line because when you've got a guy like Kaz, he might not be around by the time you get to the end of the album because he's so <laughs> goddamn old, so you want to feature
2: him earlier. <laughs> 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 um,
0: but no, I <laughs> I joke, but for me, I don't know about you guys, but a, a good bass line is always a good hook and catch because whether you yeah. recognize or not when you listen to music, that low sound is what keeps you in tune with the beat and keeps you going with the music, whether it's the bass drum or the bass guitar. That's what keeps the timing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned Kaz's age. I really thought the second single farting dust was an odd. Choice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, who knew they had wind instruments. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Digidaroo. <laughs> But uh, honestly, I, I actually, why am I talking again? Craig, tell me what you think of King Without a Throne. Now, we've had the pleasure of seeing this song live several times. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this really captured the energy that we've seen on the live show.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, I like it. It's a good, like you, like Dave said, I like how it com- how it comes in with that ba- with that bass line. And then, just, you know, it kind of builds up into, like you said, an intro- introduction to the band. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's, a, it's it's a good tune. It's just a good song. And that's that's the thing. It's funny. It's um it's rock and roll. It's just rock and roll. That's my thing that really attracted me to me to this because we don't have it anymore. You we don't get this anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. At, at on the, like um I mean, there's there's rock and roll bands out there. There is, but I'm just saying it's just there's just something about it, you know what I mean, that I, that I Th- like. I'm like, this is, it reminds me of the rock and roll that I, I don't want to say that I grew up with, but like that, you know, that really grabbed me, but it's got the modern take to it. It hasn't, you know, it's a, it's evolved, but it's still grounded in that. Straight
2: you know, up yeah, rock it's funny. and roll. They, they,
1: they shy away from the term hard rock, but I'm, I'm going to call them out on that here. This is a hard rock song. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. we met with them, Joe's, well, one of his biggest influences was Black Sabbath. And I can imagine Ozzy singing this song. Seth's obviously a better vocalist. That doesn't take much.
0: Uh, my <laughs> ass <laughs> was a better vocalist <laughs> than Ozzy, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. But I, in terms of vibe, this has got a real early Sabbathy vibe. In that, in that weird flower power, it's still rock and roll vibe. Yeah. But there's something sinister underneath with that riff. Yeah, and it kind of set. It sets the tone. The, the whole album doesn't really fall into that vibe. That's how diverse it is. But I gotta give it to them on this one. They, they, you know, again, I call them modern hard rock or something like that. Yeah. And, and they always come back to modern classic rock. And I think this is this one leans a little my way. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, and I can see that, and and I can I can I get what Craig's saying is when you listen to this album, you can't pigeonhole it into. A certain category, a subgenre of music.
3: Yeah, it was tough it's, to describe it. Like, you know, like, what I mean,
0: you can you can be as general as they're a rock band, yeah. But you can't put them in any particular subgenre because they've got, like Brad said, and we'll talk about, it, they've got some really heavy riffs. They've got some some very melodic choruses. They've got some really dirty, gritty sounding tunes. And at the same time, you get Seth's vocals that are very crisp and clear and powerful. And none of those fit into one little clean bucket. Yeah. They kind of spread across multiple genres. And that's why I think it, it makes sense to what you said earlier, Craig, that you can put press play with song one and not touch it until the album's over.
3: Yeah, exactly. And like you said, it and introduces I, it, you know it gives you that introduction to everybody, but you can tell like Brad said, um, you know, Joe is influenced by Sabbath and you can you know you know, and these other guys have influences that we've talked about and you you can hear them in throughout the album you know what i mean yeah and it's just like joe with sabbath and and kaz with rockability and Ragtime, and then (laughs) then...
0: (laughs) no i'm just kidding kaz i love you (laughs) but no what's this cord at the back of my my speaker what does this do
1: (laughs) that's that's how he invented fire yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, but you, but but I
3: mean, all joking aside, you can, you, you know what I mean. You can th- throughout the album, you pick up on these influences, and I think, like I said before, being able to hit play and listen to it straight through, and then have it start at the beginning again, and no, guys, I didn't have to flip the tape over; it just does it.
1: <laughs> um,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just- I don't know
1: if you guys heard it, but did you catch the – there's a bit of Seven Dust in there too. And Dave, I know you're a Seven Dust yeah. fan. Yeah, I
0: am. I'm a big Seven Dust fan, yeah.
1: There tends to be a bit – I mean, it, it's not as uh, – It's not as gritty. Yeah, I mean, I think Seven Dust is a little heavier, but I, I could see Seven Dust doing a song similar to this. And so I know yeah. they mentioned them when we met with them too. Yes. Yep. So. Yep.
0: They're a band – think- and, and, and you guys mentioned it earlier that uh, – oh Craig did – I grew up or my my musical tastes were really solidified in the nineties and I can hear a lot of that influence in this throughout this entire album. And I said to you guys before, this music is familiar, but it's not something I've heard before. Which, which I think is says probably a lot. the yeah.
1: best compliment you could pay them to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So every song I'm like, this sounds familiar, but I can't place it. I can hear maybe what bands they were thinking about or, or they've listened to or they like, but it's totally different. In, in different sense. So in that in that sense, like, in this first song, I think we kind of hit it. it. To me, it's the good intro into the, the album to the band, yes. not necessarily the flow of the album because, as Brad mentioned, it's it, not yeah. the same song over and over again. There's oh, different they, sounds.
1: You actually think you're listening to a different band as soon as we get to the next song, which we might as well do right now. Mm-hmm. The title track and the one we've already played on the show for 15 minutes of exclusive window time. That would be "Kill the Machine," and yep. this one weirded me out when I heard it. Now i had, I heard this sitting in Kaz's car, the first time I heard it, and all of a sudden I was brought back to middle school.
0: And then the Bristol yeah. police showed up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because at that no, point, well, Kaz was still well older than me. Yeah, <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> yeah. so Brad, I don't I don't, want, I don't want to, I don't mean to cut you off, but before you get too deep into your your um, nostalgic first date story with Kaz
2: why
1: don't
0: why, why don't we play a little clip of this song, this 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 song again and then we'll get into it a little bit. What do you think? But
1: before we do, let me okay. just say this. If you're anywhere near our age, see if you can pick out what eighties influences you mm. got in this song. Because mm. I'm telling you, there's a swagger to this one. And you know what? I'll let the music do the talking. Here's a, a small clip from Kill the Machine. Yeah. All right, so what do, what do you guys think of that? There is definitely something different going on there. I mean, King without a throne led off like with just a solid rock song, yeah. Yeah. and then they threw immediate curveball. These guys just couldn't let you settle into a nice groove and do another boring nineties two thousands rock album. They said, "Screw, Screw it. it, we're going to do we're this." Influ- yeah, our influences go back to the dawn of time.
0: man this is really turning to a roast of kaz i like it (laughs) it's awful well here's the thing is like jay is so nice and quiet you can't really pick on him and then and then joe just joined social media 13 minutes ago, so you put no dirt on him.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yep.
0: And then you don't want to pick on Seth too much because he's in charge of all their social media, so he'll just get us worse.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I won't lie to you. J- Jay isn't a nice guy, but I'm afraid to say he's not. He slightly <laughs> terrifies me. Yeah. If we're going to roast all of them, I got to tell you, the thing about Jay is he he looks like the kind of guy who will like buy you lunch and then while you're eating lunch with him tell you how to build a bomb <laughs> <laughs> and, and the mo- the best time of the day to wire it to a high school football stadium bleachers yeah. <laughs>
0: He's Fuck. almost like Milton from Office Space. Like I'll burn yeah, this whole place down. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking drummers, man. They're, they're they're powder kegs, and you know I I can tell they're just balls of energy. Yeah. I, obviously, yeah. I'm joking, Jay. Uh, your performance on this album's killer, but we'll get yeah, to is. that later.
0: Oh so, come on! Uh, his hi hat is the best instrument on this whole album. <laughs> just stands out above everything else.
1: <laughs> oh, I, th- I I thought you were making a tall joke.
0: Oh no, I. Damn it, I missed that. I hate myself, but I'm glad you picked it up.
1: I know, because when Jay stands next to Kaz, it's like before and after pictures. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bring your kid to band practice day.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Sorry, Jay. But it. anyway, about Yeah, don't about send a the bomb song. to my house. About the song. Let's get into it, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... I'm getting an 80s vibe. There was a band I listened to back in the 80s, which not many others did, but it's a band called Bang Tango. And I mentioned okay. this to Kaz in the car when he played this riff for me, and I'm getting this bluesy, boogie-influenced vibe from it. It was There was like a second era of hard rock. It wasn't just poofy hair. Yep. But it was a little bluesier, a little more grounded. Yep. It, was le- it was less makeup and more jeans and denim. And it was still image-oriented, but they started – Throwing back to the bands that really influenced them, Southern rock, the blues, yeah, you know, roots rock, that kind of thing, and and Bang Tango had that in spades, and I got a lot of that from this riff um, because it's so much more upbeat than King Without a Throne.
3: Yeah,
0: it is. It I, it it's God,
3: Craig. I'm sorry. Uh, no, um, I really like this song a lot. I do. Um, you, you know, it was one of the one one of the first songs I heard. You know from those from those guys when they started, you know, letting us hear stuff, and right away I was like, "Wow, this is just a good tune, and it's it's got a, a catchy riff to it." The you know what I mean, the choruses, and the funny thing is now is it the song itself kind of it stands out right now with even with what we're going through in the country right now it actually has a little bit of mean you know i mean it has some it's a little more
0: poignant now than when when we first heard it yeah Yeah,
3: exactly and um i kind of i kind of like that you know um yeah but uh i mean just all around it's just a kick-ass tune i really like this song a lot
0: yeah that's it's that's it's a catchy song man it's it's one of those rock songs that i think that's what brad was getting to with that 80s influence where you get the the heavy aspects of it but it's a smooth transition into the melodic catchy chorus and hook and everything and it it works man and, and i was gonna say like to quote chris rock talking about ricky martin that's a catchy ass song man that's
2: yeah. a catchy ass <laughs> song because
0: <Yeah. laughs> like yeah. like all day like i i could have not heard this song for weeks and if someone if i heard the word cycle i'd be like You've got to, I, it's yeah, sick, it's it, going in my head. Immediately that chorus is in my head. Yeah. Dun, my dun, head. Dun, dun.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> I like that. I love it. It's It's just got a good fucking yeah. drive to it. I like
1: it. I just can't believe you mentioned Ricky Martin on here. When I said 80s <laughs> influence, I didn't mean Menudo.
0: <laughs> hey, you gotta be more specific, pal. This is where the shit goes, baby. Right.
1: Although you know what? Kaz was old enough to be the manager of Minuto. <laughs> <laughs> Not just gonna let that go, man. No way. No way. Uh, all right, but you know what? I think Kill the Machine's been uh, successfully twenty thousand, thirty thousand downloads at this point on YouTube. So, wow, it's clear to say we're not the only ones who like it. And yes. right. it's it, you know, but that's the cool thing about it. Everybody's like, wow, you know, they they're mostly influenced by early two thousands rock, but are they? But yeah, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> right. not. yeah maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Exactly. Um, the next song is gonna take that even further. Uh, the the third song on the album is called "The Outsider," and that's the probably the most appropriate title I can imagine because this one really stands out in an album of rock songs. This one has some really funky and weird not funky in the musical sense, just funky in the fucking weird sense. Guitar effects, yep. but it was it's yeah. all kept together with the glue of what might be Seth's best vocal performance on the album, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, you know what, I, I think we've got about thirty seconds a clip for you to check this one out. See what you think of this one. Uh, again, this is the outsider. Alright, so what do you think? Did you get any weirdness from that? I mean, when I say weird, I, I I'm not talking like, you know, it's Rammstein. No,
0: <laughs> no, no. no it's, just... yeah, it's it's not German underground metal weird. No. Yeah, it doesn't sound no, like I, he just I'll...
3: got hammered and passed out on his pedals. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I don't it's yeah, it's not weird like I expect to see I expect to see someone like dismembering a body while eating a, a turkey sandwich type of weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: I almost you know, said I guess, banana sandwich, which would be just no, as weird, just, but I don't know.
3: It's, it's it a unique sound. It's a unique sounding riff. It's just got a yeah. Co- a,
0: and a I'll, I'll be honest, for I, me, I like and this, it. yeah, this this song for me, and this might sound a little weird and off the path, but it it's not so much how it sounds or how it feels, but like I almost get like a oh god, you guys are gonna bust my balls, but like a Bob Seger feel. Simply because it's more of a little story in this song than just lyrics about something. Do you know what I mean? Like, this, like the like the the title, the Outsider. It kind of talks more about I, I don't know. There's this is, there's is like a story to it. and I feel like the the music builds into giving you a feeling of like like Brad said. It's it's a little different. It's it's heavy. Then it's strumming. Then it's picking. And then you get this lyrical story, and then back into the chorus. So to me, it was. It's a song that's not just, let's write a song, put it out. It's There's a story behind it. There was something there.
1: I, I don't yeah. think they wrote this one for to be a single. And it could be. It's catchy as hell. And yeah. the vocal lines, oh, yeah. so, yeah. it's still structured in a very verse, chorus, verse kind of vibe. But I feel like there's a different energy when the way Joe plays on this one, and it might be yeah. Seth too. Uh, apologies to those guys if I'm miscrediting, but there's—I uh, don't want to call them pinch harmonics, but there's almost a Zach Wild vibe during the during the bridges. Yeah, all right. Where they, it seems like they're pinching a bit, then they do that pick scratching on the string, on yes. the lower strings, and that is an effect. I don't know if they've used it before, but they've never used it this well. Yeah, and uh, I was really blown away by it, and it's just different. And we're hearing different vocal runs from Seth, and uh, this one really impressed me. Well, is it my favorite on the album? No, but they're now three for three in terms of not sounding the same.
0: Yeah. Right? That,
1: yeah. Exactly. Right. Yep.
0: You 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 know who it is, but it's not the sound you expected if you listened to the last single.
1: Yeah. At this point, I think Seth could sing at a Yanni concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it would become a cycle show very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Yanni would play like the sound of wind, and then they'd go right into break, and that would be it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the sound of wind. So now Yanni's ripping off Kaz. Yeah. <laughs> with his fart well, tracks.
1: Well, well, they both wanted. To, they both wanted to ask the same girl to the prom. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Who was that Queen uh, Elizabeth before she got married? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cleopatra we, we've been ripping yeah. on cash
3: pretty hard I gotta say I, I he's know what it is though He he's such a great I mean the the whole band is these guys are just great sports yeah you know what I mean and we have a lot of yeah. fun with we have a lot of fun with them we've had some back and forth with them with Kaz um during during the um whole the Friday Fandango the, he was doing the Friday Fand- Fandango him and Kara and um, it was a Facebook live show they did every Friday night, which was awesome. Yeah. I looked forward to it, you know. And um, and we, you know, threw some jabs back and forth at each other. It's been fun. That's what we that what we're doing.
0: Yeah,
1: Kaz. If yeah. you guys think we're being unfair too. one, Seth sent us the free album. Yeah. So we can't pick on him just yet. No. And jo- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, jo- and Joe is not conscious. So <laughs> making fun of him is kind of wasted breath at Joe, this point.
0: Joe's still catching up on Facebook posts from 2006.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's all angry about Harambe right now. <laughs> right, that that <laughs> fucking gorilla deserved better. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: oh, he's calling, he's right. called Seth just now. He's like, have you seen this dress? This thing gold. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What were the two words you were supposed to hear? Yanni or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't got that one yet. <laughs> oh, shit. Is
2: this dress gold? <laughs>
1: it was so gold, and if, if you argue with me, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's, let's move let's, on yes. to wh- what I think might be the most and least sounding Cycle song yet, and we'll okay. explain that in just a minute, uh, but that song is called changing tide the second single from kill the machine uh you know what i'm gonna let this one play and let's play a little game again who are you hearing in this one so here goes kids uh there's only one correct answer here and it's one word and it's five letters and if you got that wrong you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> i think it's pretty ooh, ooh, pick obvious oh yeah yeah fat guy in the back
0: uh, i don't want to answer now you
3: look like you work at the fucking zoo right now he's <laughs> like got this beige button-down shirt <laughs> holy shit if you got up and God had work it. boots and brown socks up to your knees right now, I'd fucking...
1: He, you do, don't you? <laughs> no, I
2: don't.
1: God damn it. He's the chocodile hunter. <laughs> 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 you look like you're about to appear on The Tonight Show with an eagle on your shoulder. <laughs>
2: You just, I'm just, you call me Beard Grills. Yeah, be-
1: <laughs> 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 All right, but um, uh, you, you raised your hand, so now you, you got to answer. Dead what you get from hour that one? If we left you in the woods. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. Running wild with beard. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it's yeah. funny that I was
2: so-
3: laughing the part you said running.
2: <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> Sauntering wild yes, with beard so, grills. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh shit! Uh, Sluggishly anyway. progressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, uh, this is called thinning the herd with beard grills. Anyway,
3: yeah, <laughs> this song. This song. We're doing it. Yeah, this song.
0: This song. Yes, song. changing tide. Yes. Uh, This to me, and I think Brad hit it, this song sounds to me, I heard more 90s rock in this song than any other song. And it, it sounds like Creed. I think that's where you were going, Brad
1: absolutely and yeah. you know a yeah. lot of people are, are anti Creed they think that's a shot this is I'm not taking the obvious Nickelback shots or anything like that Creed you know say what you will they sold 80 billion albums
2: that's right, right. Yep. And,
1: and the reason for that is because a lot of people like them it Not maybe not my favorite sound but this you know there's a lineage here uh, Kaz yeah. actually played in Human Clay which was a Creed tribute band that was arguably more musically adept than the actual band yeah Yeah. <laughs> they, they <laughs> (laughs) they They added flourishes to those songs, and they're beloved songs. But they added their own taste. Like I could tell the difference between side by side recordings because I knew who was better, and it was usually Human Clay. So obviously (coughs) those sounds are going to work their way in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But this one, you know, for a second single was a very bold choice because it was usually the ballads, like a third or a fourth single after you get past the rock and stuff. But you know, so far they've done nothing according to quote unquote plan. Right. And good on them for that. So yeah. Craig, what do you think of this one?
3: I, I I enjoy it. I like it a lot. Um like you said, it does it has that Creed sound. It's it it's better, if you ask you know, in 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 my opinion, uh I wasn't the biggest Creed fan. I don't knock the band uh Matramonti was a fucking unbelievable guitarist. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't you know, and- um, I don't take anything from them. I just wasn't a huge fan of the wasn't well, your
0: thing. Yeah, um, but they were they were very representative of the music at the time.
3: Yeah, they were they were. Um,
1: you and do- their influences are everywhere. Scott Stapp I, is not a vocalist I enjoy, but I think we can all agree if Cycle doesn't work out, Seth's got a job there if he wants it because Scott Stapp is you know probably like standing on top of a building with a rifle right now. Yeah, <laughs> but they, yeah right,
2: right. With
0: oh. yeah, with an earpiece in and Jace, and Jay giving him directions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but
0: you're right <laughs> like but like scott scott snap had that that kind of like put up like stand up on a pedestal and sing and preach at the same time and and seth's vocals kind of mirror that but they're They're cleaner and more powerful. Yeah, they are. Seth, this song is the same approach. Like it's a ballad, but it's not a slow ballad.
3: Yeah, Seth could have a job in a lot of bands.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and be better. Yeah, he could. (laughs) Yeah,
3: and uh, that's not just blowing smoke. That's um, guys can sing, man. And uh,
1: and and I think this song is very representative of them on on softer moments. You know, it's certainly not going to be the, the last ballad they ever write. And I'm sure that a lot of them will follow that influence. But, you know, they, they honor their influences. They don't, like, mirror them. Yeah. They don't ape yeah. them.
3: Exactly. They're,
1: yeah. they're honoring them, but, again, it's still cycle. And when you get a song that initially caught me, I'm like, oh, no, they wrote a Creed song. And by the chorus, I was like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah. They wrote it. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Right. And, it's
1: and, – go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. No, I was, I was actually going to hand it off to you, so go ahead.
0: I was going to say, it's one of those songs where – you can like you can kind of get all the feels for rock music all at the same time like you can get into heavier riffs and hear it and at the same time you can belt out a chorus and sing with sing along with the singer and feel something it's not just yeah. a rocks you know what i mean like it's you get into it for different reasons at different And
1: that's fucking solo i should have mentioned this earlier i mean i think even if i'm not in the mood for a slower paced song i'll turn it on cuz the the I'm gonna use a word that Craig is gonna to have to look up for hours. Uh, the solo is nothing short of incendiary. Wow. I know it what that means. Really? No, you don't no. shut your face. You you do because Jay told you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh the the guitar solo is something especially in the two thousands when rap rock and new metal took over. The guitar solo went away. Even Metallica abandoned them for Saint Anger. Yeah. And yep. I, so it's nice to see that they're honoring the the meaningful guitar solo. Yeah, there aren't many guitar heroes left. yeah and no. and Joe Nicolazzo is not only a guitar hero, he's my hero <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's there's something to be said for getting a good solo, whether it's from a singer, a guitar, the right bass player, the right drummer, that you have just as much impact and you feel the same emotions through that instrument Uh, because let's be honest a vocalist is an instrument in a band absolutely yeah Yeah. so if you're doing your job and you play and you write your music and play it the right way people can feel what you're playing no matter what instrument you're using and I think that's where you're going Brad is is Joe kind of hit it in this case where you've got that song that's reminiscent of a certain genre of music at a certain time and they're, they're kind of Paying homage to that And at the same time Like hey I can still make you feel What I was thinking When I wrote the song Simply by playing Playing you some riffs
2: Yeah yep.
1: yep. And I, I for one Couldn't be happier With the way this song Ended up uh, If you're the kind of guy Who only wants to hear loud And you change this song Don't Wait right. Give it a shot uh, Yeah their influences Are there But by the time That solo hits It's distinctly their own yeah. And uh, it's not one I'm going to soon forget so good on them, and uh, you guys, this this one really surprised me. And by the way, four for four. Four different bands could have written these songs, yep. and so I'm loving the diversity. Yeah. I really yep. am. Uh, let's move on. Uh, the next one I'm going to throw to Craig because this one reminds me of Craig.
3: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the next song on the album is called Vultures at Play, and that's not the joke. It's this nasty, sleazy, dirty, like the back of your fucking truck riff. <laughs>
2: so.
0: see, see, now I thought you were going to go because Craig smells like a carcass and it attracts vultures. But okay,
2: yeah. I'll go with this. <laughs>
1: If we do another review, I'll be sure to make a Craig Carcass reference. But until then, uh, Vultures of Play is the name of the next song. And uh, again, another curveball, but I'm loving it. This one kind of falls back into the Kill the Machine vibe for me. Yeah. And so I think this is their first callback out of six or song- five songs. So uh, let's give that one a quick listen, uh, about 30 seconds or so. You tell me what you think. So, I mean, I, I got a lot to say on this one, uh, but that's, surprising. I got to, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, it's still not funny. Yes. It was anyway, <laughs> <always> funny. <laughs> 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 All right. We'll get into our douchebaggery on Friday. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. That's Yes. Tonight that's the we are we are here for friends. Yep. Uh I uh, want to hear what Dave has to hear about think uh, blah, blah, blah. He <laughs> thinks say, Dave, what do you have to say about vultures at play?
0: this song, I think, was a little is a little flip for me, meaning it started off. it's one of those songs that starts off almost like you're hearing it through a wall. You know what I mean? So you almost have to focus in a little bit more, but then it it picks up and it's like, oh, oh that's the sound. And you get into it, and it has this. It's almost like a trade off between the instruments and then the vocals, the instruments and vocals. But it has the right flow, and I don't know. I just, I It was a different sound, but at the same time, you, you you recognize the band. I I feel like we've said that a lot, but it was a different way to approach the sound this band has put together.
1: Yeah, it falls into the cycle paradigm. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm gonna kind of come out of left field with this one. Okay. And I, I don't know if you agree. I got kind of a Foo Fighters influence here, and I don't think that's an insult at all for anybody uh, who likes no. Honest honest right? Rock and Roll. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard not to be influenced by that band. They can play just about anything. They might be the most talented collective group of musicians in some time. Right. And I got a vibe that they were, you know, like this was a cycle doing a Foo Fighters style song. Uh, but that riff... It's nasty. It is. It, it And it almost reminds me a little bit of Kill the Machine. It's got that similar swagger to it. Yep. So I I, I was actually, it's one of those songs, the first time I heard it, I'm like, all right, that sounds like that. And I then I hit it again, and I'm like, okay, now I get it. And by the third or fourth time, I'm like, I really actually like this song. And uh, that's kind of a compliment to the band. You know, yeah, there's layers in there. Yeah.
0: It's a little dirtier than what you'd expect, but at the same time, it's... It's that sound that like, hey, I, I like how this sounds. I'm not sure where I've heard it or if I have heard it. I like it. It's a little gritty, but I'm feeling it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you can imagine it as gritty as it is. It would sound good in a bar. Mm-hmm. It would sound just as good to 50,000 people in a stadium. with lighters. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I, I you know, again, this was a slow grower for me. I am admittedly not a tremendous Foo Fighters fan, and that's not all it sounds like. But there's that something about that driving guitar yeah, that you know, and it's something that Dave Grohl has mastered. Did you say
0: slow grower? Did you really just say that?
1: I did. I did. And you
0: expected us to let that slide?
1: I see your face in my nightmares. Do you realize what that's done for my erectile dysfunction? You have no
0: idea. you just described it for everybody. Apparently, yeah.
1: There, there are no little blue pills for your big fat pink face.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So now, (laughs) oh yeah, Craig's on the call. What do you think? Yeah, no. So like that, that the way it starts, that gritty, like you said, you know, not to copy what you said, but it was. It's like that, that dirty, gritty, you know, chop to it. Now you guys have been in my truck before. So it won't surprise. <laughs> no dirty so, and so gritty so it, and choppy. Yes. So it won't. It won't surprise you to know that I like this song immediately. <laughs> it did, like. The, no, I. The difference
0: like, is, I want to listen to this song. I don't want to get into a truck. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, th- that was the thing. Like you said, you know, it took you a few listens to grab onto it. Like, yeah, I like this song. Me, right away, I was like, ooh. Like right when it started, I was like, ooh, I like this. And it didn't stop. You know what I mean? There was no like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? Like some sort, yeah. you know, you'll get that good, like, oh, I like that. And then it's like, oh, I don't like this part. Oh, okay, they're back again. It wasn't like that. It was um, right through. I was like, it just continued on. Um, I like I it a lot. I should make
1: a disclaimer, too. I should make a disclaimer. We've been doing a lot of pigeonholing. And let, let's be clear about something. I, everything that they do that they might be influenced by something, it's still going through so many cycle filters.
3: Oh, absolutely! That there's no doubting
1: yeah. who you're here. I just want to make sure that people don't think we're describing a band with all these disparate influences that can't decide what they want to sound like. We're, we're actually saying this is arguably what makes Kill the Machine such a cohesive album. Is this is a band truly showing you everything they got?
3: Yeah, the, it's, yeah. There's so many different. It's it's so different from song to song, but it's not. It's still it's it's still right. cycle. When you hear it, you're like, oh, that's cycle. You know, but it's like, oh, that cycle, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
0: I, I like, know me personally, when I, when I hear about new music and I go try to read up on it, I want to have comparisons and analogies. So I have some kind of basis for what I'm about to get into. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to do is, is like, we're not putting them in a bucket with any particular band or genre. It's like, hey, if you like this kind of sound and you relate to it, you're gonna get that same feel from this song or this band, and I think that's where we're going. And for me, even if it's a band I know and they've put out a new album, I want to know from other people what does this sound like. Yeah, does it still sound like the band, but you can feel other music or genres or times bleeding into it? Because that's what I want to know. I'm getting into. And know if if you
3: if if like you said with any band, if it comes out and somebody's like you know it's a new band or whatever, and they're like you know oh how is it i'm like oh it's good you'll like it a lot it kind of reminds me of, of the you know what i mean it has this yeah. feel to it i'm so it's not yeah even
1: record labels do that if you look at the ads in those magazines now i don't know who still reads rock magazines anymore but they used to say for fans of or if right. you like this, you're going to love this. Th- that's all we're trying to do here. Uh, you know, Dave, you said bucket. And I think it's funny. We're not putting them in a bucket. We're taking other buckets and dumping it into the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's it's no different than what, what streaming media does now. Like, it, when, if you're on Spotify or anything else, if you listen to certain bands or music, they're going to start making recommendations for you along those same lines. Yeah. And that's yeah. all we're trying to do is we're trying to draw, you know, linear comparisons like, Cycle is a band that fits into rock, hard rock, melodic rock, alternative, anything from basically 1985 until yesterday, you can put them into a category with, except yeah, I, maybe I, Britney Spears. I don't know. But <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen Joe in a bathing suit yet, so I I don't want to reserve further judgment. Yeah, right, exactly. Actually,
1: J- Joe just texted me, and he's loaded.
0: Nice. Is he wearing a snake? Because I'm in. <laughs>
1: He's not a girl, not yet a woman. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: but oops, he did but it anyway.
2: again. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh. low so, I mean, hanging fruit. Low.
3: It was so low. but it, it was You could have som- kicked that fruit. Sometimes when it's that low, you just got to pick it up. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, that was vultures at play. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Vultures yep, at yep. play. May not have been the most cohesive review of it, but it's a song that I think takes multiple listens, like most of the songs on the album. Uh, but that that riff's just nasty. And I, I it think, th- at the very least, that'll keep bringing you back until you start peeling back the onion of it yeah, and seeing what yeah. else is going on there. The next yeah, song took me longer.
0: Why is, all, and, right, so, all right, so give me the song first.
1: All right, the name of the song is called Dying to Live. And okay. it, it's a pretty cool title. I dig it. I anytime death is involved in a title, that's pretty much ninety percent of my playlists anyway. Most also of my how Brad's
0: songs. Life describes their sex life, but let's, get, let's move on.
1: Dave is so infatuated with my sex life. I'm I, I'm surprised I don't see him hovering over hey, my bed.
0: Someone has to be.
1: <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're kind not. Of. You're. You, filthy bastard! I'm so glad that uh, you're working out and dieting though, so you can finally be on top.
2: Yeah, <laughs> only only for twelve second intervals. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're doing like CrossFit fucking now. We call
0: it, we call it core training, but in reverse. <laughs> Anyway, dying Rayan, to live.
1: Yep. No, Rayanne takes off another article of clothing every time Dave can successfully wave those ropes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we started with twine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, She's dying still wearing to live. hoodies. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh, uh, so this is called dying to have sex with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, dying to live. I this to me was of all the curveballs on the album, this is the one that I it was like getting a curveball from a a strictly fastball pitcher. All right. Like I wasn't expecting this one at all and it took me a good twenty-five minutes to remember back to the spring of 1995 for an influence that i got from this and i know these guys are going to get mad at me for saying it but i don't fucking care
0: well let's let's hear it first let's hear the clip first and see if we can we can we can pin it
1: yeah we got about 30 seconds of this one too and this again is dying to live Uh, any thoughts there, 90s rock boy, Dave? <laughs> I,
0: I don't know where you're going with, with 1995. I'm curious what you're going to say, though.
1: All right. I'm going to name an animal. Okay. Possum.
0: All right. So you're going with the toadies on this
1: one. Yes. Yeah, I should have said okay. toad, but all right.
2: <laughs> no, that, <laughs> that works. Possum. No, that, he's, <laughs> he's well,
1: that's the name possum. of the album. That's the name possum of the album. Possum Kingdom. Oh, right. He's right. Possum it's, Kingdom. Possum yeah, Kingdom.
0: I can uh, and th- I can get that. It's they were that band was very more. I don't want to say they were like speed rock. They had this Texas speed rock to them. But the one song everyone knows is Possum Kingdom, and it was a little more. It no, was not everyone knows down. It. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Listen, oh, you, you, this is one of those it. songs where when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, I know that song. Yeah. But this is a, it's got a similar vibe to it where you've got that that riff and the pause the riff and the pause and then yep. you get into the song and it's it after a few times like i'm kind of getting into this melody and the flow and the the tempo of the song is what gets you
1: yeah it's it, there's something about the guitar tone it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the, the the riff itself but it's the yep. it's the tone and the propulsiveness of the of the riff it's got that vibe to it and i'm sorry guys if you think i'm pigeonhole you you know where to find me <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, it continues that 90s vibe all the way through to the chorus. The bridge and the chorus on this one are really very classic alt-rocky. And, and that's something that, if you're a fan of that genre, then this might be the song that brings you into Cycle's world. So this is something like if there was a college radio station in the area, and Lord knows we got enough yeah. colleges around here, yep. this is the one I'd release to them. And try to get those alt rock kids to kind of get on board with it,
0: and, and and part of that is how the song is structured. You, you mentioned alt rock, and that was born in the nineties, right? You, we talked about Foo Fighters with the last song, which was born out of Nirvana, which kind of started this whole subgenre of music. But alt rock really kind of found its foothold and flourished in the mid to late nineties. And and what you're hearing is that kind of I don't. It's not frenetic, but you get almost a bouncing between feels and emotions and it's like you go from this heavy like and you kind of slow down for something else and you go back and forth and it's yeah the struggle with with i'm in a good mood fuck you leave me alone i'm I'm here i'm there kind of all over the place and that alt rock kind of captured that angst at the time and there's no there's no shying away from the fact that this band and these guys were influenced by music from the 80s and 90s and they've made solid rock music in the 2000s and 2010s, and that's a direct result of that. And and you can kind of hear it bleed through here, but with and I think Craig said it, they've got today's feel for that type of music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you kind of they nail it with this is us, this is where we came from, but you know when you hear the song, it's a cycle song, even though it's reminiscent of something you may have heard. Ten or fifteen years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't say it any better than that, really. But Craig is going to try anyway. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but what it is is, I guess.
3: Um, like, I mean, you know, I like the song. It's got. It does. It has that feel, but like I like I was saying before, it's still new. It's not There's something about yes. you know what I mean. It's still got this new sound to it. As well. well.
1: I mean, it's can nice. we call it what it is? Each guy has had a chance to put their stamp on a song at some point. Yeah. And I think the, the two things to, to me, obviously Seth's voice. No matter what sure. he, you put him on, I made the Yanni joke earlier, but <laughs> if, if Seth's singing on it, we're going to recognize it as Cycle. And right. I think because he's got such a recognizable voice, these guys felt a little freer in the studio to go out and experiment sound-wise with all their influences. They finally had more songs yes. to do it. A five-song EP is very much like a business card. That's like yeah. telling the world what I do and this is how I do yeah. it. The right. the full album is the resume. And that's a lot more going on there. And I, I think that, you know, as far as resumes go, they're talking about their experience and their experience is extensive. Yeah.
0: Sure. Sure. And, and you mentioned, you know, Seth's voice. Like, there are... The bands that we've mentioned so far, comparing in comparison, have those singers where you could hear their voice and know who it is. Cycle's one of those bands. Yeah. Seth has that voice that's very polished and powerful and clean, and you know who it is. And that's part of the Cycle sound. Yeah. But behind it, you've got Joe's guitars that range from early 80s hard rock all the way through yesterday, like I said. And then you get the drums and the bass to go along with it, which have been influenced from everything from vaudeville all the <laughs> way up through, <laughs> I think, all the way up through the Beatles in, in 1966. Yeah. So, no, but like they, they've together, they've, every band will tell you, I was influenced by this person, that person, whatever, but they have a sound. Yeah. Part of the sound is the singer. And that's, that's almost like the band and the music is the envelope, the singer's the stamp. You yeah. you recognize it, then you listen to it. You want more of it.
3: That's one thing too. And you know, we've, it, we've talked a lot about. We talked a lot about, um, like you know, Seth's vocals. I mean, for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, Joe's guitar playing for obvious reasons, and then you know, and then you have Kaz, whose bass playing is just phenomenal. Uh, background vocals, phenomenal. Yep. These guys have it all. Then you have Jay. And we haven't mentioned it enough about how good of a drummer he actually is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. We, haven't, we haven't brought this up. And he's shown it in every single song we've talked about so far. And we kind of haven't mentioned that. Um,
1: yeah we're we're bad at this basically we we said oh seth's an amazing vocalist and joe's a, a, a you know just a, a fireball of a guitar player and then kaz is old and jay may or may not be a terrorist Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so
1: let's let's give some credence to the rhythm yeah. section no
3: yeah Absolutely. that's what i mean because it's a, it's a lot of the driving force behind all this uh, you know all, all these songs well it is you know and like I listen to it and you hear the the little intricacies that are thrown in there for both um Kaz and Jay, you know, on both the drums and bass. A lot of cool bass licks in there, you know. Um and the drums, like I said, are just it, I he's all over the place and I'm confident but he, he has not. two extra arms. <laughs> <You know>?
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the crazy thing. A lot of drummers, either you're Neil Pert. And you're doing an amazing job turning the drum into a lead instrument. Yeah, Or you're just a timekeeper. Yeah. But very rarely do we find the guys that are both. Yeah, Right. And Jay's little drum flourishes. No, this isn't Rush. And only because the songs don't have to be. Not because he's not capable of doing it.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: But there are flourishes in these songs that may not be evident to the naked ear or the untrained ear, I should say. But you'd miss them if they were gone. Yeah, yeah and that's for exactly. damn sure. And the song is infin- infinitely better for having him.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. There, there's a reason why songs are memorable and catchy and get stuck in your head. Is because there's a bass line and there's a drum tempo to these songs that are, aren't overt in your face, and, but they're there and they carry songs. But at the same time, like the very first riff off this album you know that these guys are players in the band because you you don't start an album off with your drums and your bass player unless they're heavy influences on the whole sound.
1: Yeah. Yep. Agreed. That's fair. Agreed. Right. That's fair. Yep. So we just spent 10 minutes talking, or actually pretty much the whole episode, talking about how they've continued to throw curveballs. Yeah. Um, Cycles, Kill the Machine is a diverse album if there ever was one. Yeah. yeah. But just when I thought they might... You know, they're, maybe they're they're dipping a little out of their comfort zone. They come back with "Last Chance for the Saints," which is the most definitive cycle type song. Yes, on this album of all the songs that quote unquote sound like cycle, this one is just that fist pumping front row anthem, and it's fucking killer. And uh, you know what? Let's get let's listen to it, and then I'll see what you guys think. Uh, again, this is "Last Chance for the Saints."
0: So I think Brad kind of nailed it with the rock anthem, get behind, stand up in the front row and get into it with this song. So yeah. I want Brad, I want you to kind of lead us into your thoughts on this song.
1: There, my favorite part of this song, and that's kind of how we made this list, full transparency, we picked out our favorite parts of the song because we could sit and theoretically go through lyrics and we can go through every riff and twist and yeah. turn. It would be a five-hour episode for a one-hour album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't see that being a good use of anybody's time. Especially because uh, that's not because... what we do.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: And, and and I'm pretty sure after tonight, this is going to be the last time we review yeah. it. Yeah. To, be, <laughs> to be honest with you,
3: I, w- I actually was going to bring this. You know, we don't normally we don't review albums you know um we we are all music fans you know we know yep. music but which i think is kind of a fresh step aside from your normal music critic or someone that would do this because we're listening to it from almost the average joe point the guy me we're just
0: music who, fans we're, i'm just That's a fan it.
3: of music me the guy who's just driving around listening to it in my truck to enjoy it not to right pick it apart or you know what i mean or do anything like that i'm just like i like this song
0: (laughs) you know (laughs) it's it's like it's like a few weeks ago i actually asked brad i said hey i've been into this one band lately give me some other bands that sound similar that you might think i like this is one of those situations like hey what's some good rock music i can listen to right now that's coming out yeah this is first thing on the menu yeah yeah listen to this exactly
1: you know, and I, and I mean, it's obvious we're friends with these guys. Not only we've we been breaking their balls all night, but we've been breaking their balls for almost two years. Yeah. So it's, you know, some would say this is a biased review. Let's be clear about one thing. If we hated this album, we'd be the first ones to broadcast it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if, we hated this album, if we hated this album, we wouldn't be doing this show right now, this episode. And, yeah. And then, yeah. you know
1: what? If it pissed me off enough, I might do it just to trash them. Yeah. <laughs> and, tell them to... yeah. <laughs> and say, if it's going to take you three fucking years to make an album, at least make it listenable, you sons of bitches. <laughs> But like, I didn't do that. He's
0: only doing this because Jay knows where he lives. Yeah, right. yeah,
3: exactly. That's right.
1: And he <laughs> and, and he's just short enough to get under my deck where I can't <laughs> find him. Kidding Honey, brother. Did we
0: get mail? No, it's Jay. <laughs>
1: is, there, is there powder coming out of that letter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh no, Jay's not a terrorist. He's just a hell of a drummer. Yeah. He uh is. Last Chance for the Saints. If if I had again, I said it about King Without a Throne and I stand behind it. I think King Without a Throne to me represents everything I like about Cycle in a roughly 4-minute, you know, package. Yeah. All right. But Last Chance for the Saints is kind of a, a better anthem for this album. It it's like saying like, you know, this is us, you know. So they yeah. started with them and they almost closed with them. We're going to get into the closing track in a few minutes, but Last Chance for the Saints, to me, is is kind of like, yeah, these are all our influences, but this is Cycle. This is Cycle. Yeah. And and it's okay. an ass kicker. It's an ass kicker, but there's something they do with the riff. There's a pretty solid intro riff. And I don't know if they double track it or if Seth and uh, Joe are actually playing it simultaneously, yeah. but it almost seems like when they go into the chorus or into the bridge, I should say, they're, they're, it's almost like they double up on it. Yeah. And then they're, on top of it, Seth... I said earlier, you know, you want to hear him let loose. This is where he lets loose, yeah. And his yep. vocals—I don't think he's ever reached this far, at least on album, uh, that to, to my memory. And so, to to me, this is a standout track, absolutely. Yep.
3: I agree. I I said it to you guys before. I said it's almost like that. It's like that that rock anthem tune. You know what I mean? It's just got yeah. that feel to it. It's that song that if you were at a concert everybody's singing it.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every, if like, if it, you picture a crowd at a show together like pumping their fist at the same time, Yeah, this is that song. This is or if song. you have a cookout every 3rd of July and you've got one drunk friend that gets too drunk and just wants to chant the same song over and over all day, this is that this song. This is
3: that song, yeah. This is the song that Brad is going to perform in his garage.
0: <laughs> 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 to millions and millions of mosquitoes.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure... <laughs> I am not sure why you're using Future Tense.
0: <laughs> have you already done a
1: cycle show? I have done the the entire Surfaces EP. Yeah.
0: Nice. And
1: uh, this is a sentence that will never get repeated, but will definitely be abused later. Um, I play Seth the entire time.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so happy we're recording yeah. this. I uh, even and I, not only am I happy that we can bust your balls but I can't wait for these guys to be on like a media tour yeah. and that sound bite come out on like social media. So for anybody oh, yeah. that
3: doesn't know, there's there's actually a YouTube video out there about a section of a show called Brad's Secret Revealed. Um, <laughs> but uh Brad likes to do air instrument performances
0: <laughs> in his garage. Brad holds air guitar concerts in his garage. Yes. By himself full, at three o'clock full in the morning.
1: Concerts, not songs. No. Full. <laughs> from from the fade in of crowd noise to the fade out of thank you, we love you, good night.
0: So the yeah. whole point is last chance for the saints is the, is the song Brad Fake plays before he drops his fake mic and walks off to bed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Except that this is the second to last song in my virtual concert. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. The (laughs) next one, I actually lower my not there microphone stand to get it to get it to Seth Soloy's height, and I I I do the closing track from Kill the Machine. uh, What will go down is my favorite cycle song until they beat it. I used to love Break, and I still love Break. Yeah. I love Kill the Machine. I still love Kill the Machine. Nothing has topped in terms of music, in terms of vibe, in terms of lyrics, and a, a complete change of tone. Now that we talked this whole album about different influences, this doesn't sound so much like other bands as much as it sounds like a band that not only came into its own, but is now actually planning on expanding this sound into something even better. Yeah, And that song is white flag the closing track on kill the machine and you know what i'm not going to talk i give you nearly a minute of audio right now this is white flag
0: so that was white flag the closing song on cycles album kill the machine and i don't know about you guys but the, the the sense i got from that song is they just decided to friggin let loose and they didn't have any kind of of outline or parameters they were just like let's sit down and just jam out whatever we're feeling right now and this was the product and it was good enough to end an album which i think makes a lot of sense because i I'm, yeah. i dig this song i like it
1: I got to tell you, the, we gave the listeners roughly 30 seconds of it. The 30 yeah. seconds comes at roughly the three-minute mark in the song. Right. Yeah, All, The song begins like a traditional cycle song. But to me, when it gets to this three-minute mark, that's where this song gets elevated from good to fucking great. Like the chorus is great, but they go into this moody, I don't want to say ethereal, because that sounds like Enya, and that's not yeah. what we're talking no, about here, yeah. but, but there's there's something, it's a little deeper, yeah. uh, and there's a completely change in tone, and I'm going to throw a band name out, <laughs> two band names, actually, that n- have never been mentioned tonight or about this band ever. The first one is Queensryche.
3: Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay and- yes.
1: Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, the, there's a song called "Anybody Listening" towards the end or at the end of the Empire album. Yep, their big album, uh, that is completely just like a a complete mind trip. It, it, it's it's light, it's soft, it's ballady, but it's not a ballad. It's moody beyond belief. You feel like you're standing in the fog off the shores in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. This that that section for me took me there. And then the vocals set does something Completely different And I'm going to throw A band out That will never be mentioned With Cycle again And that is Typo Negative
3: Holy oh, shit Oh yeah Huh I, And I could see I, Yeah
1: Okay there I, is something Spooky and deep About his voice That he's never done before Yeah And it brought me Somewhere
3: no, else No it's man. funny Because when you When you said that I kind of I, 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 I hear it I, You know what I mean Like I see I know what you're Talking about that's pretty good. I
1: thought you were
2: going mean, to say the Everly Brothers. About ili- but. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Everly Brothers. Everly Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I like mood in my music. I yeah. I like a lot of goth stuff. Even though the the imagery of the, the eyeliner and the the corpse paint, like that doesn't appeal to me. But I do like the soundscapes they create. Yes. And I think this is the first time they've created a soundscape within the concept of a cycle song. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, for, for me, like, I, I've mentioned this before, but there's this is reminiscent for me of a lot of bands that I used to listen to, listen to now, where you go through the album, you're like, that was a good album. And there's one more song at the end where the band was like, let's just jam. And this was the end product. And if you think back, there, there are a lot of bands now when you see them live, they, they try to have these jam sessions, but they're rehearsed and choreographed. But it all comes back from like the late 60s and early 70s where bands were just playing and they just got into a moment and they played a song and just played like they were in someone's basement or garage. And the end product was all different, all the instruments take their turn. Everyone gets yeah. into this vibe and feel. This song kind of captures that for me. It's like, Let's end the album with us just playing our instruments, but it's a cohesive song without the planning. You know can what I mean? And I, that's kind of the vibe I get.
1: Can I actually take your idea even a little deeper? Go for it. I think, you know, song selection and in, in the song order on an album is probably a very difficult process. And we I'm said sure. earlier tonight that, you know, if, if it was our album, we probably would have used the title track, Kill the Machine, as the lead. Yep. Because it's it's very upbeat, it's catchy as hell, and it kind of yep. indi- indicated where you were going on this journey. But if you actually think about the, and I, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but the cycle <laughs> of the story,
0: <laughs> butt ups, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. I got it. I, I cringed just thinking it. <laughs> but they started with a song that was very reminiscent of where they were. Then they yep. took us in a million different directions you know, from the Foo Fighters and all these other band names that we mentioned as influences. Then they came back to, uh, you know, the, the the previous song, which was very indicative of, of that original sound again. That's now right. I feel like if you wanted to look for depth here, this is a band telling you that they've got even more to offer in terms of sound and scope and variety. Yeah. And I, I'm i really encouraged by the the idea of introducing these moodier elements into yeah. their music because you know maybe they can write a seven minute song that takes you in in several different directions while staying true to their own art
2: yeah right
0: think think about when the doors added that this is the end at the end of their album like you listen no. to this like
3: no i won't think about listen, that
0: i know but <laughs> just you don't you don't have to be a fan of the doors but they were like they were like this jazzy rock band but at the end, they had this long, dark dive into this musical dark place, mm-hmm. and it was totally different off album. But it was—it's st- still one of their most popular yeah. songs. And this—it was never planned to be that. This, to me, has that same kind of feel. Like, let's cap the album, but with something that we want to—that's us, not so much we think other people will like. Whatever. It just naturally happened. Yeah. That's yeah, the, that's the vibe I, I get.
1: And I mentioned Queensryche, make no mistake, Queensryche in the 90s or or late 80s, early 90s was kind of a a metal thing. Yes. You know, but they were accessible, but they were a metal band. Yeah. When they met Empire, they wrote rock songs in a metal context.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That
1: anybody listening closed the album and it said, you know what, we're not really going to stick to this three to five minute radio rock format from now on. That's yeah. the message I took away from. We're gonna go deeper. And their next album, which remains my favorite one of that band, really took you on a journey. Like that was it sounded nothing like it. There were no hit singles. And there were and yeah, the band suffered for it. Yeah. But you suffer for your art, right? Right. I'm not saying that Cycle is gonna suddenly become this progressive rock group and do nothing but like yes covers and things like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah. But they're definitely there's more there that they want to explore, and they teased us and you know kind of wet our palate for the next one. Yeah. Which yeah. hopefully will come soon thanks to the quarantine.
0: Yeah. It's, yep. it's not just, hey, we have a familiar sound that's new and fresh that, that you want to listen to more. It's we have our own sound that you've never heard before as
1: well. Yeah. yeah, And I think they're going there. I think they're going there. And I was – If you take oh, – Go ahead, Craig. I'm no, sorry. No, no. It, it Just to me, it was like –
3: I mean, you guys described it. I'm not going to describe it any better than the way you guys did, except for no, that Dawes not. fucking thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I never heard anybody just. Dis- it's funny. I never really thought about the Dawes as being a jazz rock band, which is exactly what they were. And it kind of it rings true because who? No one likes jazz. If you've ever gone to a jazz concert, it's just a bunch of people sitting there pretending to like jazz. Nobody fucking likes it. It's awful.
0: The only people going to (laughs) jazz concerts are old dudes trying to get laid by recently divorced women. Yeah, exactly. Fair,
1: (laughs) fair. Or musicians who want the ability to just walk on stage and start playing with the band. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You can't see that anywhere. You don't go to a funk concert and just get up on stage with George Clinton. Yeah, yeah. You don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, you the, are not in P Funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best description of jazz
0: I've ever heard is take six different instruments playing six different songs yeah, at the same
3: time. At the same time, exactly. But anyway, but what I was getting at was so, I, like I said, I'm not going to describe it any better than you guys did. All I could say is it was one hell of a way to end the album.
0: Yes. I think that's perfect.
3: You know, it was just, it was all right. And I was like, when it was, you know, song was all, I was like, damn. That was an experience, basically, from start to finish. Right. You know, it was it was good. It was just a good, good, pure rock and roll experience, and I enjoyed it. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad they put it out. I'm glad we got it.
0: <laughs> <You know>? I <laughs> I would love to hear more of White Flag in a new album. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that sound is yep. something like I like where they're going. I want to hear where the next album takes them because over the course of eight songs, like we just talked about, we've gone all over the place, right? We've been up all, you know, in terms of musical genres and influences and, and, and that sort of stuff. I want to hear where this song takes them on the next album and talk about the next eight or 10 or 12 songs or whatever it is they put out and see how much they can take that cycle sound and put it into something else familiar that we know in a new setting.
3: Yeah.
1: We just have to make sure it's something that Kaz can actually play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> <Yes>.
3: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's put a fork in this one. Uh, a very, very yes. enjoyable album. So many thanks to the four gentlemen in Cycle. That, again, is Seth Salois, Jay Spine, Joe Nicolazzo, and our favorite punching bag, Mr. Mike Kaz. Uh, <laughs> If you haven't figured it out by now, we are very good friends with these guys. Uh, We have used the term family more often than not, and we mean every minute of it. I cannot thank these guys enough for trusting us, not only with their song, but with this album review. We could have very easily put this out without their blessing and still had it be our thing. Uh, Again, I want to stress, if we didn't like it, we let them know it. Yeah, But... We genuinely do. There's a. Re- we like to hang out with talented people. It helps get our minds off the fact that we aren't. Yep. <laughs> exactly.
0: Because yes, yes. we're used to hanging out with each other.
3: So this exactly. whole trust thing you were talking about does that mean I have to take all these burned copies of the CD out of the back of my truck? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it, based on the back of your truck, if you can find them, you can <laughs> sell. <them. laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, for no, all the
0: neat. <laughs> Brad, you make go a ahead. good point. Like we, we're doing. We're it's a Wednesday night for us, and new, yeah. normally we're doing this on the weekend. We set time aside to talk about this album to promote. We wanted to promote our friends, but not at the sake of discrediting ourselves for yeah. whatever credibility we have. We yep. wouldn't take the time out of our personal lives to do something like this if we didn't believe in it.
3: Yes, exactly. You know,
0: this this is an album we talked about that we put it on, we play it. And these guys are friends of ours, so we're going to give it a listen. But we're not going to give it two or three listens if we don't like it. Yeah. We've been listening to it since these guys shared it with us, and we can't stop. So we decided we wanted to spend some extra time together talking about this music and letting you all know how good it is that we enjoyed it. You know, we've talked about what we get into and what we like. Over the course of the last three and a half years, this is something we're taking extra time and focusing on just this to let you guys know about.
3: Yes, exactly.
1: And uh, the fact that we completely fucked up the audio on our own episode this week has <laughs> nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the reason yeah. that we're doing this.
3: But uh, hopefully, um, hopefully we'll get these guys on the show um, so, you know, sooner than later just that to, uh, so motion. they can uh, defend themselves.
0: <laughs> they, they can try.
3: <laughs> at least, you know, at least. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. No, it was it was. It's. I love the album. This was a fun show. I'm glad we did it.
1: All right. Yeah. So what you're gonna want to do? Uh, normally, we'd be putting our own promo in here, but tonight it's all about the boys. So uh, we want you all to go to www.cyclemusic.com on June 12th. June twelfth. That is one week from to. Actually, what time <laughs> this? By the time this episode airs, it might already be out. <laughs> I don't know. But uh,
0: I but, mean, uh, Craig's ju- so busy with his unemployment shit, he may never get to this.
1: Right. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, it's it's tough watching a pool get installed. I know how busy. <laughs> we are. But anyway, uh, June 12th is the release date for Kill the Machine. Cycle is going to be available anywhere you get good music. They'll probably be on Spotify, but I'm strongly encouraging you guys. Go to Cycle Music. Buy it directly from the band. Support local music. Support good music. It's okay. Support support art. And uh, go do the right thing and go get it. Uh, Even if you don't agree with everything we said tonight, at least we got your attention. Uh, Gentlemen in Cycle, thank you again. Uh, We're going to be talking to you very, very soon. But uh, tonight, I want Craig, because he said very little tonight. I want Craig to take us out. Needless to say, they killed it.